0: Welcome to the Truth for Doubt podcast, where we like to talk about theology, apologetics, and try to have a little fun along the way. Join us as we navigate through life from a Christian worldview.
1: Just gotta embrace it. Welcome to the Truth for Doubt podcast, the only podcast where you can hear Reverend Michael display his personal ASMR skills. (laughs) Go ahead.
0: Welcome to... The Truth For Doubt Podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> there you go. That was Excited. really weird. I hope that's really good Ooh, for the I listeners. I can't wait to hear it. I hope Welcome. they enjoy it.
1: Well, well oh this God. is an audi- auditory uh, stimulation, right? Yeah. So. Oh, man. okay,
2: uh, That was It's funny. the
0: weirdest thing. I think ASMR <laughs> is the creepiest thing <laughs> um, ever.
1: But, yeah, well, thank you, guys. Satisfying. I'm glad that you're here again. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah. Glad that we're here again. It's been a little while. It right. feels like a little while.
0: I feel bad because we never introduced Katie. So, like, uh, Katie is here too. Oh, <laughs> Yes,
3: right. hello.
0: We'll see. Now we have to
1: start doing it to you, Katie. Because no. you can just no. That's get it's in just on the really fun. It's just really
3: funny to watch this go between you guys. So, I'm really. <laughs> it's really okay.
1: Yeah, I
0: got so nervous. <laughs> I didn't know what you're gonna make me do. But that was a good one. You just got to, you got to, it's like, a,
1: whose line is it anyway? You don't know. Oh,
0: you just have to improv? You just got to improv it. Man. Yeah. That's when, when because, I was a kid, I thought that I would be really good at improv. And then, like, <laughs> actually thinking about it and and knowing how awkward I am in like front of people, I would just, like, blank and not do anything whatsoever. Yeah. So, yeah. See, that would be me too. Yeah. I feel like, like a lot
3: of times we think we're good at things that we're not.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> Just like, in our I always, imagination. I always think, the story I'm like, oh, I'm of this, my this, life. and then I realize, oh, I'm not good at those things. Yeah.
1: Oh. Like, podcasting. Yeah. Hey.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Speak for yourself, sir. That was, that was, yeah, that yeah, that yeah. was really kidding. more of a... Speak that was for yourself. <laughs> meant to be a self-deprecating joke. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, uh, man. Gosh. Alright. Well,
0: so this week, we have a... Uh, a Star Wars treat for you guys, Mm. where we are going to rank our—how our. are we doing it again? So, Katie, you did every single movie in order from, like, least
2: to—your
0: least favorite to favorite. Yeah. But I only did— like my trilogies, like my favorite trilogies. Well, he
3: ranked them, the trilogies. I uh-huh. ranked within the movies within, each other. within the
0: trilogies. Oh, that's a good idea, Cause
1: too. Because I, I couldn't cross trilogies. Isn't that interesting yeah.
3: that every one, each one of us, all three, yeah. did it differently? It's like our yeah. personalities are it's different. It's a personality Ooh. test. We
1: should talk about
2: personality <laughs> tests.
0: <laughs> Been this, there, done that. <laughs> this
3: is a personality test. Okay.
0: Okay. So I did it the most boring way, I guess. So, I, so I, I'm ranking my favorite. Favorite trilogies from least favorite to favorite. And I think it's going to be obvious. That's pretty easy. I think it's going to be super obvious. So I feel bad for doing it the lazy way. So my least favorite is the newest trilogy. Okay. Uh, Even though it's not done yet. But I I just like, I hate it, or I don't hate it, but Mm -hmm. I just think it's lazy. Like the Uh,
2: story is
0: lazy because they just recycled. Mm -hmm. uh, Especially force awakens it just recycles um oh shoot which one was it yeah new hope yeah and and it's just like why would you do that and then also then the second movie like it even has it has plot points that make no sense whatsoever well they
3: built a lot Mm -hmm. of things up in force awakens and everybody's like oh what's gonna happen yeah exactly who who is ray and then the last shot uh ray is nobody
1: (sighs) and then they kill off the main Uh, but you're like who was is, is the Snoke. Bad guy. Snoke. Yeah. yeah. And and then they kill him. Well and, and there like, are all okay. these right.
3: theories about him being, um, what's that guy? Plagueis. Plagueis. That's who almost said
1: I like, yeah. No,
0: yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: And it's just, I think he's gonna
1: come back to life. I hope they still make it. Yeah, Plagueis. maybe. Well
0: you had the trailer for the the next or the yeah, the last movie in the trilogy where they had uh the Emperor laughing. That's right. Yeah, I just there's no way that, that movie is going to be able to make up for the disappointment of the last two. It has to be the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Well,
1: I think what what Star Wars needs to bring back, and again, it's what made... I mean, it's iconic. The Mm -hmm. whole, I am your father, Darth Vader being Luke's father. Mm -hmm. It was the biggest plot twist. You know, you just didn't see that coming. Yeah. Like... I wish they would do something like that again. Well, that's right. why right. with
3: Ray being someone. That like I think the reason they the guy didn't want her to be anybody in the second one or it seemed like she was just, you know, mm-hmm. ordinary. Where like anybody can be a Jedi. I'm like, oh, that's, but that's not why we watched this, okay? Right. Yeah. It's the well,
0: Skywalker saga. Yeah. one right. want to know Skywalker yes. stuff. There, I... And
3: there were so many th- theories about who she was. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I just, we were just sitting in the theater, like waiting for all these answers, right. and none of them came. Yeah. Nothing. It was like yeah. so. It was so dumb. You should have seen Paul, uh, Paul in mine's face the whole time. Or yeah. like, just like rage kept looking at each other so bad. Okay, so old trilogy, but I mean, new trilogy, but...
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, one last thing about The uh, The Last Jedi movie is Uh that it also had an entire plot point that didn't matter... Because, oh, my,
3: the animals say the animals. Yeah. yeah the, the entire casino
0: on. thing. It was worthless. But, okay. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we'll talk about these movies again when we to We'll when have to have a whole
3: of dissection of The Last Jedi and how
2: yeah. bad yeah. it was. Okay.
0: Uh, okay. And then, so my, yeah, my next least mm-hmm. favorite is the, ori- or, not the original, but, uh, the, the <laughs> prequels. Prequels. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, which, like, I think they get a bad rap sometimes, but, like, what, my, did,
1: what did you and what didn't you like about them?
0: Okay, so I didn't like the Midichlorians. I thought that was stupid. Uh-huh. And now, so that is, is this, one thing I like about the new trilogy is that they got rid of the Midichlorians.
3: Is this you thinking of this now? Or as it Because we were all kids. When I was a kid, I
0: thought The Phantom Menace was like the coolest movie I've ever okay, seen. Okay, pod, pod racing. Like, yeah, yeah, pod racing was right. amazing. Um, like, I think even just, like, some of the origin stories of Anakin was really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, and l- we were talking a little bit before the podcast, Katie, that, it, like, if they had a different actor for mm-hmm. Anakin, I think it would have been good. Um, but yeah, I just, cause like.
3: because Qui- I think that Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. Liam Neeson. And Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Like, Ewan McGregor. I want them to make a movie about Obi Wan, and I want him to be in it. it was, oh, like, I think it'd be amazing. That would be good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. they just need to do this, that kind of. I'm just like, yeah. you need to be done with the trilogy and do other stuff. Like, do a, movie, right.
1: do a movie, do a movie set between the prequels, the end of the prequels, and the original. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. what was he been doing well, all it, this time?
0: Yeah, I think that'd be amazing. Well, they already have like That's comics right. that talk, talk about that too, so they have like a story that they could easily Right. Do yeah, right. I think it'd be amazing. But um, and then. So I, I don't even think but the story was one. all that bad. I, yeah. like of the Rogue One prequels. comes between
3: them two, right?
0: What's that? Oh yeah.
3: Rogue one is between like right before four.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's when they but stole it's just the, the plans. whole it's just a whole other side of what's happening.
0: Right, yeah, right, right.
3: Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay.
0: But yes, it'd be the same time. Yeah. It's like happening alongside yeah. of mm-hmm. of a new hope and
1: the anakin actor is actually the kid from that christmas movie jingle all the way oh yeah oh
0: i love that movie i actually got a turbo man for christmas what yeah They was one of my favorite toys i'd ever gotten in my life it was so good um but uh but i think that if they had done the the same story i don't like the Guns, but if they had done the same story throughout the prequels but they just made the world look gritty like the first Mm -hmm. like the first uh, trilogy then it would have been so much better but they decided to make it like a cleaner look and like way too much cg and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that was my main issues with it and then my favorites the like the original obviously which Uh, one
3: of those is your favorite
0: i think a new hope i think that's my favorite one I think the the last one was the weakest. Yeah. Was that the Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the Return of the Jedi, I think, was the weakest. With the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. With the, yeah, the Ewoks. And uh, there's another thing. I don't remember what it was. But anyway, I do think that was the weakest. And I think the middle one was really... I hope that Kylo Ren actually goes to the light side...
1: And that Ray goes to the dark side. Oh, me too. I think that will be awesome. That would be the only oh.
0: thing that would make me like. The
1: It'd be movie. really right. Wouldn't that be a cool twist at the something. end? Something I thought th-
0: that was going to happen last movie. I
1: really right? thought something was going to happen, yeah. and then
3: it was like nothing. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. like they're both right they on the spot. They
3: did that whole battle. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is okay. Right, I can, I can handle this. And then nothing. And then yeah.
0: it fizzles out, and then it was just all back to how it was. Because yep. if they end up making the movie or like the whole trilogy, not actually about Ray, but really it being about. um uh, oh shoot! Gosh, what's his name? Why Kylo Ren. No? Kylo oh. Ren's story, but it's just like that like would be kind of Ray cool. is just the vehicle for for his story. I think that would be amazing, right? Because then you like look
1: back and you be like, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, and you just learn that really it's all about him. and yeah. I think that would be awesome. Yeah,
3: I really did not like. Uh, I'll say one more thing I don't like about Last Jedi, and then you can go. Okay. I really hated what they did with Luke's character. Yeah, oh, me too. So much. Me
2: too. Yep. Yeah.
3: And Luke, uh, uh, Mark Hamill hated it too. Yeah. He said, yeah. "I'll do this because like you're paying me, but I hate what you've done with it." Right. So, yeah. I think we. I feel like we should listen. You know, to the people who were or the in characters, it. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Yes.
3: Anyway, you know. go ahead. All right. I'm
1: so, so bitter. So, uh, mine are, so starting with the newest one, starting with the newest trilogy, which I guess we, it's only a duology right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say between the two, I like The Force Awakens more than The Last Jedi. Um, because of everything that it set up. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it, it really it was a good setup to be the, Would you
3: say that say that because one of time?
1: everything that it set up?
3: What you liked Force Awakens better than Last Jedi? Yeah. I, said, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I thought with Force Awakens compared to the prequels. Even though it kind of was a redo of a new hope, but it just brought back a lot of that feeling of the old ones, uh, which I thought the prequels did not.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like Man. I, I liked that it was that it was very similar to a new hope. Yeah. A a I was like, because yeah, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. yes. I, I'm like,
0: I see what they're doing here. Yeah, and I like it. Man, I kind of was like that too. We're on I the same the page. Opposite. Yeah, I was like, we've seen this movie before, and you're just like, you're banking on my nostalgia and then you're like stepping on it yeah well that's see not, that's yeah. what I had I had hoped they did they good were, with my
3: that was yeah that they like that kind of worked for me they yeah. worked they got my nostalgia and then with the last Jedi they
0: just really man see like Crushed so it. for me like it was like okay so they they made a Star Destroyer is that the yeah. name of it I can like again the yeah. Death, Death Star. Star the Death Star oh, what is wrong with you Michael I am really Do you tired. even like Star Wars <laughs> Ah, I thought we were talking about Star Trek this whole time.
3: <laughs> oh my oh gosh. But, but I do know about Star Trek too. <laughs>
0: but the Death Star. Sorry. Yeah, so that, like they did, did a they did a Death Star, and they're like, you know what that would be good annoying. in the in the original trilogy? <laughs> okay. If we do another Death Star, a bigger Death <laughs> and Star, and then you know what would be that better was... <laughs> for the new trilogy?
3: Another
2: <laughs> Death
1: Star. That is that's true. Come
0: on. Was
2: yeah. like, I agree. Three Death
3: Stars. I feel like just the feeling as a whole.
1: I uh-huh. liked. Yeah. Well, and see, that's what... I liked the feeling, and I liked, but again... But
3: you're, you're right. You're just like, for real, we can't come up with anything else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But well, I liked that it was uh, very... I liked that it was similar to the first one, because, yeah, it, it gives you the funny, mm-hmm. the nice, nostalgic feeling. And feelings, really, like, know. the...
3: It was... it For me, I don't even... I haven't seen Force Awakens in a long time, either, um, there's some like when the ships are coming in and it's something about like the sound of it and just like how it was that you really didn't get in the prequels I don't feel oh, like right. and I was yeah. just like this is this is it right
2: yeah, now. yeah.
1: Well, and I also liked that they like not only did they kind of scratch that itch but then yeah they they, were, they introduced new characters uh, Han Solo died like they did some new oh, stuff yeah. mm. and like I said it's, I felt like they were really teeing it up for like this whole new, this whole new story, you and know. Then to kind new of director come in, came in and said, and then "No, it was just awful. we're not doing any of yeah. that stuff." Yeah, yeah. I, um, I was hoping Luke could turn to the dark side. I was like, "Man, I need something different." Like, mm. but nothing happened. Anyways, yeah. so those are those two. Then going to the prequels, I would say I liked the last one the best, "Revenge of the Sith." Oh yeah, I like when you see like, yeah, like. Darth Vader become Darth yeah, Vader. That was I mean cool. that was pretty awesome. Yeah. You know. When uh when uh Obi Wan is like, Anakin, like don't do this, you yeah, know. Yeah, like
0: the anguish between like you oh see. My
2: that God. Relationship. Yeah,
1: like, he's like, I You're my friend, like don't I, do this. Yes. And then he cuts off both of his arms and it's like, he's like, Stop yeah. you know, and he's still it was just amazing. Like, right, right. I, I thought, will say
3: see- oh sorry, Go No, on. I like I was talking to him earlier about I thought that um the whole Padme thing. I feel like in Attack of the Clones, she's kind of annoying.
2: Mm-hmm. But
3: in that, she actually kind of is annoying a few times when she's mm. like, Anakin, they're breaking me. Oh yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. But Writing's it's
1: so cheesy. like, mm-hmm.
3: oh, like she's crying and I'm like, Obi-Wan's trying to help her and then he's all like, oh, it's just... I yeah.
1: saw this funny like medical meme that was pretty hilarious. It had like a picture uh-huh. of Anakin like laying on the table with his arms and his legs uh-huh. cut off <laughs> yeah. and then like rebuilding him and and it's just, like, chaos, and then it was, like, you can rebuild this guy, and then it has another picture, and it has Padme laying there, like, very peacefully, yeah. like, with nothing <laughs> wrong with her, and it's, right. like, but she dies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> of oh, no oh, a broken yeah. heart. Of a broken okay. heart. She died of a broken heart. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, so Revenge of the Sith would be number one for me. Mm-hmm. Second, I'd probably say was... Uh, uh, the first one with mm-hmm. the pod racing. Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. yeah, Pod Racing. Um, yeah. Video
3: game. Did anybody have a video oh, game with that? Nintendo oh, the yeah. Nintendo 64
1: version. Oh, was so good. Yeah. I had them. My computer. brother had that, it so and it was good. really fun. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then the Attack of the Clowns. Yeah. Clowns. Clowns. Clones. 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 <laughs> That's <laughs> The a Attack weird. of the Clowns. Although, that being said, I really liked the the whole uh, cartoon um where they followed the clone mm-hmm. story. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. I think. Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched the, that. A cartoons cartoon's of it. actually really
3: good. I've watched some of it. Paul like uh, wants to try to get Avery to watch. He's like, let's watch it. <laughs> oh really? And, um, this seems a little like, like
2: dark for. No,
3: not really. Like he like when she was younger, not really watching TV. He might have yeah. it on or whatever. Yeah, but I was like, this is kind of silly. Like this is a cartoon, okay. Even though I watched Sailor Moon. But, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but then I kind of was yeah. like watching it. Like I was doing something else, but really watching it. I was like, oh, this is like...
1: Like the story...
3: Hardcore. You
1: really have to sort of watch it for a while, but the storyline is there. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. got to kind of give it some time. Well, really? and yeah. they
3: don't... That, and that's canon, too.
1: Yeah, right. So... so like everything... I that had to watch there. it. Yeah. My friend because John says it.
2: Anakin really has
3: a... Padawan learner. I don't really understand how all that works. Yeah. Because he's still Ahsoka Tano. She's yeah. up, she's pretty awesome. All that's I'm like, why don't they make mm-hmm. a movie if they had a movie? Well and that heart? goes into
0: Rebels too, doesn't it? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, so and then finally
1: the original trilogy, I would say I liked Empire Strikes Back the best. Um and then Return of the Jedi best after that. Yeah. So i I liked Ooh. I liked a lot of the things about Return of the Jedi. Sure. Because again, um so, it's the end of that trilogy. Yeah. It's, you got the speeder bikes oh, racing that one's through the cool. woods. Yeah. Like, that one was really cool. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Luke pretty much goes into like Jabba the Hutt's palace or whatever. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and, right. yeah. and the
0: Rancor fight yeah. and all yeah. that kind of and stuff. And he's like,
1: he's, he's like, yeah. he's like dressed in all black. He's like, he looks pretty he's cool. He's like a fully trained Jedi at that yeah. point, And he's just like, he has
0: green lightsaber. Bring it on. Yeah. Right.
1: And then the that Emperor. He built, yeah. Well and then actually I was watching some some theory videos when I was hoping that he was gonna turn to the dark side. That so in Return of the Jedi, the Emperor Emperor Palpatine actually tells him he's like, strike me down and you're and you're uh, journey to the dark side will be complete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he does it. Like, he tries to do it. And then Darth Vader, like, blocks it. Yeah. And that was sort of one of their arguments of, like, oh. <laughs> hey, he, he may have turned to the dark side. Because, right. Because he actually
0: tried to do the thing. Because that... he actually did it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. Oh, anyway, yeah. so, it, I, I actually like Return of the Jedi a lot. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um,
1: and then New Hope will be my third favorite after that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man. It's kind of sad to me that, like, so they had the extended universe stuff before they decided to do the new trilogy. And, like, in the Extended Universe, he does go bad. But then he comes back. But, yeah. like, it just, it bums me out that, like, the Extended Universe stuff that they just, like, got rid of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sounds so much more interesting yeah. than yeah. I what they have I remember reading now. some mm-hmm. books.
3: I don't remember that, though. But I think I followed Leia probably more. And I remember, like, she had twins in some books. Interesting. And, and she could kind of use the Force. I think they could, too, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, like, they got kidnapped at one point or something. Huh. but. I didn't know that about Luke.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I right, really, Katie. I really hope Kylo Ren comes back to the good to the good side. Me too. And and like, repents of killing his dad. Like it will be so. It yeah. will be such a good yeah. story. Well, you Well, know? because like, you
3: can see, it's like they really try hard to make this like inner struggle. And I'm like, why are you showing yeah. us this right. deep inner struggle if if he's nothing's just going to go happen. bad anyway?
1: Yeah. 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 And I yeah. hope that they show us more about the Knights of Ren. Like more yeah. of like these people. What the like, heck?
0: Yeah, you only have like these flashbacks of these awesome looking guys in the yeah. rain, and they don't do in anything rain, with it. Yeah, in exactly. no the rain. It makes it so much cooler, right? Yeah. No. yeah. I don't know. There's lots
1: of cool stuff. All, All right. right, what's your
0: escape? okay?
3: I, mine is just each individual movie. Okay. And when you are talk, I like realized I left *Prevention the Sith* out. So I'm it's not put, on there. I'm gonna put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't That's thinking. Funny. Okay, so least least. So most favorite. So
1: absolute yeah. least favorite is like the garbage. All of them. Hatred, movie. Like, the last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Hate it. I
3: watch. Like. Um okay, then I'm probably gonna say Wait,
0: it really was The Last Jedi? Yeah. That was your least favorite movie? Yeah, yeah me. Of all of them. Wow. I because
3: I think I was so disappointed. Yeah. It was yes. like a yeah. I'm just like so disappointed. I'm right there with you. Um okay, then I have I think I and I think I might I've got to switch some stuff because I gotta put Revenge of the Sith in. Um I have Attack of the Clones.
1: That's your, okay.
3: Actually, I want to do this. Yeah, Attack of the Clones. Then I'm going to put Solo.
1: Yeah, because it, it wasn't bad, right. but it Paul was Paul
3: liked right. it a lot more yeah. than I did.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, then Phantom Menace. Then Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Return of the Jedi. Okay. Rogue One. Uh-huh. A New Hope. And then Empire Strikes Back is favorite. Nice.
1: So Rogue One, A New Hope, and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah,
3: top three. Oh, I guess. I don't know. I kinda wanna I just I kinda wanna actually change that. Because I feel like I like the original better than Rogue One. Yeah. So I'm gonna switch mm. and say Return of the Jedi, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back.
1: Oh, so the original three are your top three. Yeah.
3: And then Rogue One, like, right, up, right yeah. after.
0: So are you Rogue sure? Because you can't switch movie. it after this. Like, this becomes Katie This Cannon. is it. Like, Katie it's Cannon.
3: published. And, yeah, <laughs> I, I w- yeah. I would agree. Yeah, the, um. This
1: will go in the truth without out vault Original exactly.
3: trilogy. You just can't beat it. And I remember, yeah. did you ever have, I had a lot of friends who did not like Star Wars growing up. And mm-hmm. I tried to get them so bad to like it. Uh-huh. And this is when the prequels were coming out. So, like, everything's new, you know, and they're just like, the old stuff is so old and it looks so mm-hmm. bad. I'm just like... Just don't understand. You that's, don't I, yeah. understand.
0: It's that's not, what, It's the story. Well, yeah. and that's
1: what I like about it. Is like the look of it when you consider when you look at when it was made. Uh-huh. Yeah. and you look at other movies
3: from that time period. It's really
1: impressive. You're like, it's holy moly! I like anything like 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 else. A movie I feel like they springs, tried to do yeah. that again.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think that's why. Like Jar Jar Binks, wasn't he like the first, like fully CGI? Like character. I heard
2: I heard that absolutely. somewhere. Maybe. I don't know.
3: I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like they try to do that again. Like let's see yeah. what if we can push all you know, right. they were what trying we to can push do again the
0: technology. And it's right.
3: like maybe you should have done it with another character other than Jar Jar Banks. Okay? Yeah.
0: That that is something I will say about the new trilogy is that like they do a good job at combining like the CG and the practical. Yes. Like the like the original they one. They were did. trying and to do like all the new lot. stuff yeah. in the Because yeah.
1: and- if you go back and watch like the re edited originals, yeah. they've put in CGI yes. stuff that, like, sticks out like a sore yes. thumb. Like, yeah. you can pause it, and they look like stickers on your TV screen. You're right. like, there, there, <laughs> there, yeah. there, there. They put like that whole new awful.
3: scene with, like, Jabba right. and Han Solo where he, like, steps on his tail. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. looks so bad. Right. So why no, don't we do so
0: that? Funny. Um, oh what was it? Oh, the other thing I like, I do like about the new, new trilogy is that, like, so the prequels, they had such, like, flashy lightsaber battles, which is really cool. Um, it was Really fun to watch, but it didn't make like,
2: sense. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah,
0: it's just like how do you go from that to what you see in the like the original yeah. trilogy? So I think that the new trilogy does a good yeah. job at like ha- having like meeting halfway, right? And like still being like I way agree. more intricate than the original trilogy, mm-hmm. but not as like crazy acrobatic as
2: the um, prequels.
3: Best part in Rogue One is at like the very end when it's like this is like. Um, like right after this is for a new oh, hope right. when Darth Vader comes in oh, yeah. and is oh, like yeah. oh
0: and all my gosh I was
3: like that's so so cool. the I could just watch that scene over and over oh it was, oh, was so good yeah.
0: Yeah. Solo was not Solo but Rogue One was really good yeah, yeah it was that really was
3: good. so and like just the fact that they put and like they put Leia in there mm-hmm. yeah um
0: well and the idea of
1: like you know how it's gonna end. Like, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and
3: and they still made it a great
1: movie yeah. somehow. Like, yeah, you know? really.
3: Yeah, and that one guy who's not even alive anymore, um, like a general or something, and he was like in it CGI'd kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how they did it, but it looked good because for a while I was like, yeah. I don't think this guy is, a, it took me like a long time to kind of figure yeah. it out and then you can kind of see.
0: Mm-hmm. Although Leia, Leia's face was kind of wonky. Yeah. I yeah. thought. But, I, I but it was I, think pretty cool. I think his face was pretty I think they Leia.
3: did a good job though. They didn't, did they show her full face? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. She turns around. Okay. Like her, her mouth just looks kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and her eyes look kind of dead. But anyway, so also I'm glad that you guys will.
3: Michael is such a critic. Just like it for what it
0: is. Because they are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to cut that from this podcast. (laughs) Insensitive. (laughs) This is a Christian podcast. Anyway, but like so, like last thing I'm going to say is that like I'm glad that you guys agree with me on solo being kind of junk because like all my other friends back home, or maybe not all of them, but a lot of them back in Knoxville like that movie. And I think it's just like, I don't think it's good. Yeah. I don't were, like how they like depicted him.
3: I, do. I don't like his character. Yeah. And I, I think it's because I was hoping it was going to be one way. And yeah. then I was like, this isn't Han Solo.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. That's what I noticed is I think it's it mostly just revolves around that guy because... I mm-hmm. liked Donald Glover as uh yeah. as, oh
3: Lando as
1: Lando yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked uh, the the main bad guy, the blonde haired guy. Oh yeah, um, I yeah. liked him. That's also he was a in Avengers. Good... Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh yeah,
3: <laughs> he's a uh, the guy yep. with the stone Vision.
1: Vision. Vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked I liked his character and I liked what they did there. I liked Woody Harrelson. Yeah, guy like. The movie as a whole was don't, pretty good. Yeah, I just didn't I don't, really like the actual guy yeah. playing. It's like yeah, it just didn't seem yeah. like it was the real Han I just Solo. don't
3: like the whole lovey-dovey story because that's not Han Solo to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't care if you're trying to be like, this is why he's that way. Right. You just took away... Like, he's
2: not yeah. a tough Or dude. he could have he's, even
0: been like... Yeah, he was just kind of like a goof. Like the yeah. entire like time. Young no, Indiana No, Han Solo's Jones.
2: cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly.
0: And, well, and then that and then also the... I also didn't... I didn't really like the story of the village people who were, like, trying to... I didn't like that part. And then the fact that, like, the person who... Woody Harrelson was fighting on the train and stuff ended up being, like, this, like, 14 year old girl yeah. like this girl who looked like she was 14 oh, I, yeah. like I'm not being sexist I promise I don't care that it was a girl but if it was if but you're, you're just like in
1: real life Woody like, Harrelson would win that
0: fight she's like 12 years old like you're if right. they had somebody like Ronda Rousey play play her then it would be like <laughs> okay that makes sense like I could see that but yeah, they had yeah. this little girl do it and I'm well, just maybe, like that's hey, so like I don't like let's that let's not
1: forget maybe she's a force easier
0: but she didn't use the force, though, did she? Maybe like she it, just, maybe was it's just like
1: a super string that she has. Ah, I don't no. know. I'm trying to connect the dots. Ah, ah. And and don't forget the uh-huh. very end scene.
0: I don't remember the end scene. Dude, bringing back
1: old Darth Maul. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Because yeah. in
3: the is it the cartoon? Like the he does Clone come Wars, back. Yeah, he comes back. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was pretty awesome. Yeah. All right, we've been talking about this for thirty minutes, so we should probably okay. move on. This is going to be another long one, guys.
3: Uh, all right, buckle, uh,
1: buckle
0: up. So we're going to start talking about uh, the Reformation. You may be wondering should, right now. We
1: should. We should write ninety-five theses of about Star Wars. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah. mail them
0: to. All right, let's Disney. pause the podcast right yes. now and then do that. Uh, but uh, so you may be wondering what the uh, Reformation has to do with Star Wars. And
2: Michael, how you That
0: they both were rebellions. <laughs> bum, bum, sort bum. Of. Oh. Got protests. Oh. Rebels. Exactly. Rebel Boom, stone. there you go. It all connects. But uh so at some point I really want to have like segment like what's the word I'm looking for? Like bumper music to yeah. separate the segments and stuff. Yeah. So until then
3: Michael says that every time.
0: Ethan, I need some bumper music. Ba-da da bum bum ba bum
1: bum bum ba da da bum Bum, 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 bum. Bing.
2: All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice,
3: nice touch on the end. Yeah, I really like the end part. Yeah, <laughs> there you
0: go. All right, so we're gonna talk about. Oh man, that's so funny. Uh, the Reformation, and that's... I thought that was such a good idea. Uh, and we're kind of, kind of use it as an introduction for this like new series that we're wanting to do which is (laughs)
2: because
0: i I can't think of a better name for it at the moment the apologetics through the ages ages
2: ages ages. Uh, so
0: what we're wanting to do is uh kind of go throughout like church history And hit the different beats of apologetics. And so, um, we're kind of going out of order right now because I didn't really have this thought until after we decided that we're going to talk about the Reformation. Yeah. But, uh, next week, I think we're going to start in the New Testament and see what, uh, apologetics look like, uh, especially in the book of Acts with Paul. Um, and then also, you know, with Peter, with, uh, first Peter 315 and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we'll just move along through church history. I like it. Yeah, but we're going to add a little. Going to go out of order a little bit and start with the Reformation. But um, like, so Ethan, you're the one who suggested doing the Reformation. Was there like oh, a reason you wanted to do the I'm Reformation, or did it just like, nope, pop? <laughs> 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 no, okay. I I mean, really, there's it was just, no it was, inspiration it just whatsoever. I-
1: it was an idea that I had. Yeah. Um, I want to say. There was an inspiration, but I can't recall it right now. Um, I think it's just something that I'd like to learn more about and know more about. And and church history, I think it's really important to Mm -hmm. know about. Um, And kind of where a lot of these ideas got started. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just feel like uh, it would be a learning experience for me. Um, And so, yeah, that was an idea.
0: Sure. Yeah. That was it. That's a solid reason. I like it. Uh, Well, and I think it's good, too, because, I mean, the Reformation is unbelievably important to pretty much anybody who is a Christian and and not Roman Catholic. Right. So I think it's a really important thing for all of us to at least have, you know, some sort of grasp on and some sort of understanding, because I think it'll make us, like, appreciate, I guess, a little Mm, bit more. I mean, you have people who complain all the time about the different denominations Mm -hmm. uh that you have in protestantism but at the same time like it's easy to complain and not as easy to like appreciate the the foundation of of what we have right now right yeah and uh and i think that's that's a good reason to look into the reformation So I I was going to start with like, you know, what actually was the Reformation? Because that's a pretty important thing to know.
3: That is. Let's define that. Yeah. What happened there?
0: Yeah. So the Protestant Reformation, the reason why it was called the Protestant Reformation is because Protestant is basically just like another term for protest. Right. And so you had these people who, like Martin Luther, who became disillusioned with the Roman Catholic Church, and Mm -hmm. they started a quote-unquote protest. But uh, funny enough, the Protestant Reformation wasn't actually called the Protestant Reformation until like 1529 after a, um, I think it was, what was it called? I think it was called like the Diet of Spire or something like that,
2: Uh Um,
0: where religious, uh, I think it was a town in Germany, but I can't, don't, you may want to fact check me on that and Mm. get back to me, but it was around 15,
3: yeah,
0: S-P-Y-R-E, I think that's what it was called, but it was after a specific um, diet or a specific trial that Mm. ended religious toleration in Germany and persecution really started to Mm. become a lot more of a thing for people who dissented against the Catholic Church.
3: Why is it called diet? What does that mean? Like, so,
1: well, I actually watched a YouTube video on this earlier today. There we go, Um, Doctor Ethan, educate. Let me share my YouTube knowledge, which is very (laughs) limited. So, uh, so it's so the term diet is basically is another word for a a meeting, a gathering of people. um, Oh, uh, a trial, maybe. It could be, uh, I can't remember which language it was in, if it was German, or maybe if it was Latin. Um, The
0: the actual diets themselves, the ones that were Germanic, uh they actually typically happened in Latin.
1: Okay, yeah. I think the original word uh, actually wasn't diet. It was like D-I-E-A-T-A or something, Mm -hmm. um, uh, which was the original Latin term, and then it got changed to diet somewhere along history, but um, basically that's it. There's still a little more there, but I can't remember any Well, of Michael
3: it. was right. It was in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says it was a diet of the Holy Roman Empire held in 1529.
0: 1529. Yeah, was it the diet of Spire? Yeah, and it cool.
3: says okay. yeah, it condemned the results of the diet of Spire 1526 okay. and prohibited future reformation.
2: Got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So no more reforming. No
3: more reforming. Yeah. Stop thinking about that. Stop stop those thoughts. Right.
0: So, one of the things, too, that we have to kind of understand when we're talking about the Reformation, too, is that. The Reformation was kind of an umbrella term for a lot of different Reformation's that were going on during the exact same time. Mm. Um, so Katie and I were talking yeah, a little bit about it. So I there don't was know. Um, I was
2: asking a lot of questions.
0: Yeah, sure. But well, there was a I there was a Swiss Reformation that was going on. They uh, eventually moved up to England, the Netherlands, okay. um, and there was a French uh, Reformation that was going on. So like there was a bunch of different um, reforming stuff that was going on during the reformation so Mm -hmm. it wasn't just all pertaining
1: to the roman catholic church
0: all pertaining to the roman catholic church a lot of people getting disillusions and they're all interconnected in some ways uh some of them were a little bit more uh i guess split off than others Mm -hmm. um but uh but they were all over the same thing typically okay um and we also usually think about the protestant reformation starting in 1517 When Martin Luther, you know, hammered the nine to five thesis on the, uh, what was called the Castle Church. I actually was there at the Catholic Church. I saw the door that he hammered it on and went in the Castle Church and looked around and all that kind of stuff. It was really cool. It was Oh man, it was fantastic. Um, but it was in, uh, in this town called Wittenberg. Okay. But the actual Reformation itself, and it didn't really, didn't really like start, start. Uh, until actually, like after the Diet of Worms, mm-hmm. which happened in, oh shoot, I want to say 1522, I okay. think. I, I think I have it here. Yeah, 1522, when he uh, returned from uh, Wartburg because mm-hmm. he had to flee after the Diet of Worms. Because in right. the Diet of Worms, Luther was condemned for basically being a heretic because yeah, he was like, kind of going against nope, the papacy and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Right. And uh, one of the princes kind of stole Martin Luther away uh, after the Diet so he wouldn't get killed Basically, killed. Mm-hmm. and then when he came back, that's when the Protestant Reformation really started. Well, why didn't to get they kill going. him when he got back? Because uh, one... he ha- he started gaining too much popularity with oh, a lot okay. of the princes, a lot of the Germanic princes, okay. and had the backing. So they didn't want to necessarily start like this mm-hmm. war, and so they didn't actually go against yeah. him too Which much. Which I'm at
1: wondering the time. was, and maybe I don't know if you know this or not, but it was it Was it also sort of a political move as well for the princes? Yeah, because, absolutely. Like, you know, yeah. if if they're seeing the the church, which at that time was, I'm sure, this big political power as well, right? And yeah. they're seeing sort of a lot of mm-hmm. uh, discord there. There, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm wondering if if that was the reason that they're supporting, you know, yeah, Martin absolutely. Luther and right. all these, you know, they wanted to get stuff.
0: out from underneath the thumb of uh, the, the Roman Catholic Church, right? A lot of these which- princes were.
3: What, so, and I just think it's so interesting too. I was telling him I I'm like when you see movies like uh, kind of set during this time, mm-hmm. it's just it blows my mind um because the um like royalty is pretty much the head of the church, right?
0: What do you mean? are you talking about with like, like the
3: like a king would be.
0: Oh, yeah. So, like, okay, like, take England, for instance. Um, They would, like, they'd be the king of their land, or, like, princes. were princes of different regions in in Germany. Um, So, like, at the time, Germany was kind of split up in a bunch of different areas and stuff. And each one had its own kind of royalty, if you will. Um, But a lot of them, like, they they kind of answered to the pope in a lot of ways. And so they didn't, a lot of them didn't want that anymore. Right. Because the church is like
3: but wasn't the I mean, church it's like
2: in eternity you know yeah. so
1: they were like you have the ultimate power like, yeah exactly
2: right
3: but they didn't have ch- like separation of church and state like mm-hmm. we do
2: right
0: that's that's correct yeah so they had a lot of say on uh, on the politics of the uh, of the land right wherever the holy roman empire kind of had its fingers yeah so like kind of ethan what what you oh, were saying and what that is mine. i know whoops sorry about that uh, and anyway, what Katie, you're saying too the the Reformation had a lot more going on than simply like doctrinal stuff. Right. right. It was also like this this heavy political movement that was going on mm-hmm. uh, as well. And mm-hmm. Martin Luther had his own political theories. So like Martin Luther. Believed in more of this, what's called kind of like a neo Augustinian view of more of a separation of church and state, where he didn't believe religious persecution should be a thing and there should be more religious toleration. Um, That was a very Augustan view. Then you had Martin Luther, um, Katie, that we were talking about, who had this, uh, what was called the two swords theory, where he believed that there was a type of separation between church and state, but the church would decide on the The doctrines that society would hold to. So like the church would say, Christianity has a set of morals that without this set of morals that stems from Christianity would just create chaos within a society. And you, that's kind of true. I mean, you see that happening now because everyone right. thinks that they right. can make their own morals within the United States and you see how it kind of degenerates the entire culture. Yeah. Um, and so in order to prevent that from happening, the church would set these doctrinal standards. And then the other sword, because um, that would be the first sword, and mm-hmm. the other sword would be the state, which would enforce those uh, doctrinal standards of, you know, basically Christianity, of Reformed Christianity, or the kind of more of the Calvin view of Christianity. Um, and so there was a lot going on during the Reformation than just the the separation between Catholic doctrine and Protestant uh-huh, doctrine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although what you just said,
1: I feel like those two ideas, like you mentioned the Neo Franciscan one and then the Augustinian. Augustinian, <laughs> <Yeah>. not Franciscan. <laughs> good. Some another monk in my head. Um I feel like what like the way you describe both of those, <clears throat> like, don't coincide though. Cause mm-hmm. you, right, because okay. they
0: were different places. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. so Calvin was in uh, Geneva. Oh,
1: you said Calvin.
0: Yeah. Calvin oh, had the two swords I mis- theory. I and think then... I misheard. Okay. I gotcha. See. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. So just like in case I said it incorrectly, Calvin was in Geneva, and Geneva at the time wasn't part of Switzerland, mm-hmm. and uh, it was its own state, okay. and it was heavily influenced by Calvin, even though he never held political office. Right. But Calvin had the two swords theory, and then Martin Luther over in Germany had the neo-Augustinian. I see. Yeah, I So, see.
3: Luther was wanting separation between
2: churches. Yeah, well,
0: he was wanting... In a way, yeah, he was mostly wanting religious toleration. Because he'd been... He's, he'd suffered... Well, Calvin had too, but, uh, but he'd suffered at the hands of non-religious toleration and so he thought that was the best way to uh to fix the political society
1: did they live at the same time
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i guess i never knew that yeah so um calvin was just a bit younger than than martin luther huh so
2: interesting yeah. yeah
0: all all happened at the same time and then you also had so there's there's three primary reformers that, I mean, you can make the case that there's more than that, mm-hmm. but you have three primary reformers that I think a lot of people would agree on. You have Martin Luther, yeah. who who kind of kicked the whole thing off, even though there's still stuff going on a little bit separate from him. Then you have Calvin. And then you also have this guy named Zwingli, who was in Switzerland in this town called Zurich. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a, a Swiss Reformation as well. He was a lot more Militant, he actually died in battle with the Catholic Church. Oh wow! Um, but he was really famous for iconoclasm, where he was uh, really tired of the veneration of saints and uh, the veneration of saints through images. And That's so okay. he, so there's a famous church in in Zurich. I can't remember the actual name of it, where Zwingli was a uh, was basically the pastor. And I was actually in that church too, which was really cool. But, uh, but Michael's he. Michael's been everywhere. <laughs> I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> but, uh, he, he pulled out all of these, uh, all these images, uh, all these paintings that venerated all of these different people and just burned them and got rid of them.
2: Yeah. Uh, and
0: he was really famous for that. And then he and Martin Luther actually, it's really funny because at one point they were thinking about kind of joining forces like politically mm-hmm. but at this thing called the Marburg colloquy they <clears throat> met for several days and they talked so colloquy is just another name for meeting yeah, so okay. basically the the uh, Marburg meeting they talked about like a bunch of different a bunch of different doctrinal stuff to come to an agreement on things and <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me and they got to their very last topic oh. which was the Lord's supper that they completely disagreed on. Right. So Martin Luther believed in this thing called consubstantiation. Yeah. And Zwingli believed in this thing called memorialism. Right. Where Zwingli believed that the Lord's Supper was just in remembrance of... Symbolic. Yeah, it was symbolic. And so what Which, is like, which it, is like what... Essentially, more or less, what we do. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. some people do. So like Calvin, and I would probably maybe...
3: Wait, okay, Go. sorry. Yeah, Hang no, on. You're
0: fine.
3: Who are you talking about? Was thinking about joining forces? Calvin and this guy? Or no, Luther? Zwingli
0: and Luther Believe okay, or okay. were going to join okay. forces at one point. Um, so I'm jumping all over the place. No, you're fine. So, so what did Luther believe? So Luther believed in consubstantiation. Okay. What does that mean? Uh, that means that he didn't necessarily believe that the bread and the wine turned into the literal blood and body of Jesus Christ upon the consecration um, during the Eucharist or during the Lord's Supper like the Roman Catholics believed. And he didn't believe that it was a re of Jesus Christ on the cross. But consubstantiation meant that the body and blood were still present in, in the elements of the Lord's Supper, but in a different relationship. And so uh, he would say that it was in and under the elements. Um, so kind of like water in a sponge. Uh, if that makes any sense mm, okay. at all. But what really separated that, so that that's kind of what consubstantiation but, uh-huh. means, but it's it's different than transubstantiation where it actually turned into the literal body and blood of Jesus Christ. And for Roman Catholics, it's also a re-sacrification of Jesus. Every single time they, they take the Lord's Supper, they take the Eucharist. And uh, Luther didn't believe that. But because of... <clears throat> their disagreement on the lord's supper they couldn't join politically they completely disagreed with one another and the reason why it was so important cuz right now we kind of like think that that's a silly reason to not join forces right but the issue actually came down to the christology of each one so zwingli saw the body and blood in in any real sense being part of the elements of the eucharist As taking away from Jesus' humanity, because Jesus' humanity is the body and blood, and it can't be omnipresent, uh, and it can't be out of of heaven, which is where he is now.
1: Interesting. I see. Okay.
0: And Luther, since he believed that the body and blood was present, he believed that the... and I don't want to misrepresent it. So I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, You're not the end-all be-all. Of right. So look this know. up just yeah. to make sure. Feel free to fact check me and and email us. Uh, but so he believed that the, some of the divinity went over into the humanity and allowed this to happen, uh-huh. allowed constantiation mm-hmm. to happen. So Engley saw that as an assault on the humanity of Christ mm-hmm. and the separation between the divinity and the humanity. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah little tidbit of info right oh, there.
1: Right. So with, with Zwingli, um, it's interesting because with Zwingli and with like the Roman Catholic idea, um, it's like they're very black and white, but then with the, with it's almost Luther's consubstantiation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of
3: meeting in the middle. Both. Of
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's just, just interesting.
0: It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then you kind of have like the importance. So I mean, that's all the political stuff. But well, we... sorry, real quick. Oh yeah, question. no problem.
1: And so all of these all of these disagreements and yeah. ideas and thoughts again were were stemming from personally reading the Bible, right? Because they either one knew how to read Latin yeah. or Greek or Hebrew right. or whatever, right? Or it had been translated into like german or whatever yeah well that's
0: actually a big a big thing so mm-hmm. the catholic church didn't want the bible so the lay be...
3: person did not have access the layperson
0: at that time did not have access and that was one of the important things when it came to the reformation is that they believed that the um there's a famous quote and i think it was i think it was by luther but I, again i could be wrong so um but it was basically saying that the the farm boy in the field had just as much ability to read and interpret scripture than a priest mm-hmm. um, and had the right to do so. And so one of the big things that Martin Luther did uh, in after the Diet of Worms, when he had to go into hiding, yeah. he went into this castle. And <clears throat> in this castle, he translated the Bible into German for the first time. Uh, and that's a huge deal because, one, it actually united the Germanic language for the first time. Mm-hmm. And two, it also put the Bible into the uh, into the language of the commoners for the very mm-hmm. first time. Yeah, and then also with the uh, the invention of the uh, the printing press and everything like right. that, it exploded, and it right. was a huge, huge thing. So all of the you have all of these different things coming together at just the precise time for the Protestant Reformation. Yeah, and it was. Really important.
1: Right. So, and so now people can so read okay. these things. and, and Yeah. And, and, and
3: this is why.
1: And they're having conversations about, well, what does this mean? And what, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: and that kind of brings us into the the doctrinal importance of, uh, which I think is the most important part, of the Protestant Reformation. Um, and when it comes to doctrine and the main important points of the Reformation and what we believe now are what's called the five solas of the Reformation.
1: Right. As these, like, mottos.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so you, for instance, you have sola scriptura, mm-hmm. uh, sola fide, solas Christus, uh, sola gratia, and then sola deo gloria. That's it. That's right. Well, I mean, what were you going to say a second sorry. ago?
3: Sorry. Well, okay, so with the layperson not being able, not having access... Mm-hmm. to the Bible themselves. And so the Roman Catholics believed that just the priests could interpret?
0: Actually, the bishops. The bishops. And so the bishops would interpret Scripture. And anything that the bishops agreed upon when it came to the translation of Scripture was authoritative. It was seen as just as authoritative as Scripture. Oh, okay. Um, and so they would then basically dispense that to the priests And the priests would convey that, but typically in Latin. So anytime that uh, they so, if you didn't
3: know Latin, you didn't know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a
3: thing too. And I I guess what I was coming uh, when I was talking about, like the the like church and state kind of thing. And um, did Martin Luther also have a big problem with? I mean, I guess the indulgences thing is mm -hmm. a part of like the corruption because you could say whatever. I mean, they could say whatever they wanted.
0: Yeah. And yeah. it would
3: just be his fact.
0: Right, exactly. Like- I mean, that's what, that was the original thing that Martin Luther had an issue with. Because his, his first desire wasn't necessarily to start this whole Protestant Reformation. Right. It, it was, was to fix to, from within. Yeah, right? it was to yeah. fix the Catholic Church. And the main thing that he had an issue with at the time was the selling of indulgences in order to uh, build St. Peter's... Uh, Oh, gosh, I always forget the name, how you say that word. Basilica? Basilica, yeah, there we go. Uh, St. Peter's Basilica Basilics. in Rome. That, yeah, that's, what, that's, no, that's literally the word that I was trying not to say. St. <laughs> Peter's Basilisk. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: like in Harry Potter, when the snake comes out of that big stone statue's yeah, mouth. Yeah, exactly. So the Catholics were Peter.
0: trying to raise this basilisk from it. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, St. <laughs> Peter's Basilica. So they're trying to raise money for that, and they did... They were trying to do that through the selling of right. indulgences. Telling which,
3: people that they had to pay yeah. for less time in, in purgatory. purgatory. Yeah.
0: Not only for them but also for their for dead relatives, people, too. Yeah.
3: yeah. So that's just like how political it all was.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And it wasn't about God, really. It was about
0: mm-hmm. yeah. what yeah. It,
3: what they were their agenda, their own agenda.
0: For sure, yeah. Um, and then it started becoming more, and it started being defined again by these five solas mm-hmm. of the Reformation that, that made a difference. And the first one of those is sola scriptura, which is, after sola fide, is one of the most important ones, so, so by scripture this, alone.
3: Is this what Luther is saying?
0: This is what Luther is saying, this is what Calvin is saying, like, this did is what they? Zwingli all, was Like, who,
3: who came up with what you're talking about.
0: Uh, I'm not exactly sure who actually laid it out well, as the it. solace okay. of the reformation. Um, okay. I can't, I don't hundred percent know where that came okay. from. Mm. Um, but looking back, this is like the collected main okay. points of okay. all of the reformers. They all pretty much agreed on this particular, on these five particular okay. points. The reformed
1: bishops got together and decided what? we're going to, we're going to come up with this. <laughs> I'm sorry. <I> can't. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, no,
3: that's not how it was. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to England. Don't listen to anything Oh
1: man. So, so, sola scriptura.
0: Yeah, sola scriptura. So at the time, the well actually and now as well, uh the Catholics believed in a two source theory of uh of authority. And so they believed that scripture was the infallible word of God, just like we do. They believe that it is uh divine revelation. They believed that the Uh, Authors were inspired by the Holy Spirit. They believe all those things. And so that wasn't the issue. Mm -hmm. The issue was that there was another source of authority on equal level as Scripture. And that is what's called tradition. And tradition was... was, What they said was basically oral teachings passed down from the apostles. And the problem with that is that... Like, you don't really have a written record of any of those oral traditions, and a lot of it was kind of out there. And so basically how it's defined now is it's the uh, collected and agreed upon uh, doctrinal understandings of the church universal, the Catholic church universal. So basically, if all Catholics believe this one particular thing, it can be considered tradition and through a process can be canonized. So a good example of this would be um, the Immaculate Conception of Mary. So they believe that Mary is completely sinless. It's not found anywhere in Scripture, but all Catholics believe it, and it eventually got canonized and is now official Catholic doctrine. And if you look at the Council of Trent, which was the Catholic response to uh, the Protestant Reformation where they lined out a lot of their doctrines, Uh, And if you look at um, the First Vatican Council and then Vatican II, which was held in the 1950s and 60s, um, it reaffirms all the previous Catholic councils and stuff. Mm. But the Immaculate Conception became church dogma. And if you don't believe it, then you would be anathema, or you're considered anathema, or uh, another word for anathema is just damned. And so the Protestants we're like, no, we don't believe that whatsoever. We believe in Scripture alone as the only authority for all things spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything that the Scripture speaks on is uh, is absolutely authoritative, and anything so, else is nothing.
3: Would they not believe, uh, do Roman Catholics believe that we are born sinful? We're all born sinful? Yeah, they believe in the doctrine. But that bishops have this are almost like apostles? Like, why? what What mm. gives them the authority?
0: Uh, so, okay, so like, they would basically be like the descendants of, of the apostles, and so they uh-huh. have that authority. But, okay, so when it comes to the teaching of the bishops, there's bishops all over the world, and one particular bishop isn't necessarily uh, infallible. So the teaching of one may differ from the teaching of others, and if they disagree, then, then one of them could be right and one of them could be wrong. But if a bishop or if all the bishops around the world agree on one particular doctrine, then that doctrine is considered authoritative and true. And so that's also how um, like the uh, assumption of Mary. So Mary ascending into heaven instead of dying a natural death became a uh, church doctrine or church dogma as mm-hmm. well. Okay. Um, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then um, the Pope is seen as a direct spiritual descendant from Peter. And so he has the same authority as Peter. And then when he speaks what's called ex cathedra, when he speaks from the chair and he's speaking on something moral and spiritual, that thing is considered um, a word from God and divine and um, infallible. So, Ooh. yeah, so there's some, there's there's some s- problems. Yeah. Right. And then the next big thing is uh, what's called sola fide. Um, which is faith alone. So the reformers believe that the only way that we are justified by God is through our faith in Jesus Christ, and that's it. And through that faith in Jesus Christ, and not by any works that we could ever do, God's righteousness is imputed upon us. He 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 took our sins on the cross, and he imputed onto us his righteousness and his justification before God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're basically, you know, cloaked in, in God's righteousness. Yeah. Uh, now, this differs from the Roman Catholic view of what's called uh, infused righteousness. And so <clears throat> what the Roman Catholics believe is that upon baptism, you are removed completely from the stain of original sin and you are infused with God's righteousness and grace. And you become not... You're not cloaked in Christ's righteousness, but your actual you character—you are righteous, you righteous. yeah—and you're infused yeah, so what happens with that when you righteousness. Mess up? So when That's you, why you have when to you go. commit a moral, what's called a mortal sin, then you basically have lost all of that infusion of righteousness, and you are now damned in the sight of God, and you have to go through uh, penance in order to regain that justification through God. And penance uh, includes. Uh, being sorrowful for your sin, confessing it in front of a priest, and doing acts of penance, which includes things like, you know, you'll see the, um, like the Hail Marys. and Okay, so they, also they would do... tell you
3: things you need to do yeah, so in order to exactly. gain that
0: back. Yeah, in order to gain that back.
3: So, but if you're righteous, why would you sin? Jesus didn't sin.
0: It it's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, one of the things. That's a good question, Katie. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think that's one of the uh, the one of the issues with it as well is that that's kind of a self defeating yeah. <laughs> argument kind of thing. But they also believe in different levels of, oh, okay. of sanctification and of justification as well. And so you have to do throughout your after you are baptized throughout your life, you have to keep doing mm-hmm. these acts of service. You have to keep doing these. Um, uh, particular things in these particular works in order to reach a level of final justification when you die,
3: which they and, were adding in these indulgences and things like that yeah, exactly. as things you had to do. Right. right okay. Yeah. And so even right but now, they
0: just like came if you up miss,
2: with, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And so even now, like if you miss a mass, if you miss one of the mass masses, um, then you have committed a moral sin and you lose all of your justification. Mm-hmm. Uh, because mass is essential to uh, the Christ- or the uh, the Catholic um, understanding of justification, and so um, when we were Ireland in Ireland, it was really interesting because you have everyone who claims that they're Catholic, and yet the majority of them only go to mass probably, I don't know, maybe twice a year for Easter and Christmas, and that right. was pretty much it. And uh, and so a lot of a lot of Roman Catholics, they don't know these things. They have no idea about all of the things that um, sort that the of these Council... doc- like
1: these doctrines that the church holds to. But yeah. Like they don't know about. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. So that's why I would never say that, you know, all Roman Catholics aren't saved. Because a lot of them, they, they have a deep love for, for Jesus. They just don't know what, like, the Council of Trent says. Right. They don't know what the Vatican One and Two say. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know all these things, or even the Catholic catechisms. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: and so it, I wouldn't say that all of them are unsaved. Um, a, a lot of them are more Protestant than Protestants, I think. Yeah. But it's it's also a, a thing that we need to be aware of, that they believe these certain mm-hmm. things. Uh So, am I boring you, Ethan? You're making me so bored, man.
1: No, it's good. Uh Oh, man. It's very good.
3: Okay, so you've gone over... Sola Scriptura. And the... um, Sola
0: Fide. Sola Fide. fide. All
3: these words that I cannot say. Okay.
0: Yeah. um, And then, so, the next one is uh, Sola Gratia, which is by grace alone. So, the reformers, and we believe that it was only because of God's sovereign grace, his... um, The unmerited favor that he shown upon us that we're saved. Mm -hmm. Like we had nothing to do with it. We can't save ourselves. It's not possible. However, the Roman Catholic view is that you're basically cooperating, uh, with the grace of God by doing works and that you're kind of, you're an active participant in your own salvation. And a lot of it has, is on you, whether you are saved or not. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the scary things about Roman Catholicism as well is that a lot of people you don't know until you die if you've actually become uh, if you've actually been saved or not because if you've done enough yeah if you've done enough works or not only that but you know what if you committed a mortal sin and you just didn't realize it or you oh. forgot about it or something like that and you never repented from it uh, and you never so, went through penance you don't know this you, is
3: so much like like in old testament what they had to do
0: Sure. Yeah. Right. Like with the sacrificial system. Sacrificial system and all that kind of stuff. Took that
3: out, Mm -hmm. but they're like still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. In a way. Not like giving sacrifices, but still like yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it was this uh, cooperation. I mean, even in the New Testament, it was people were also yeah they had to do these the covenant of works and all that kind of stuff, but it was also this looking ahead of the coming Christ and all that kind of stuff. Um, but right uh, before
3: Jesus came, yeah, yeah okay.
0: Um, and so one of the things that Martin Luther is kind of getting into uh, the apologetics yeah. bit of it. Well, actually, all of this is kind of apologetics. Well, because... I, have a, I have
1: a question. Yeah. Um. Uh. And I think it. I think it would be a question that would fall into the apologetics realm. Sure. So you mentioned so by uh, sola fide by faith uh-huh. alone. Um. Meaning, you know, it's nothing that we do. It's just us it's our faith in Christ. Right. Uh, it's no works or, you know, and then, uh, Sola by grace alone was mm-hmm. Sola Gratia, Gratia, yeah. uh, Sola Gratia. Um, so someone would say, or someone would ask the question, well, which is it? Because if it's, if it's Sola Gratia, where it's only by the grace of mm-hmm. God, we mm-hmm. play no role. Mm-hmm. Then what, what is me putting my faith in Christ because sure, that seems yeah. like me playing a role. Right. Yeah. Well, so you how, have, yeah. How would you address so, that?
0: Yeah. I would, I would point back to, uh, I want to say it's Ephesians two, three, um, where it talks about faith as a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is a very, this is a very Calvinistic view too. So right. I have other people who wouldn't agree with me who this
1: irresistible.
0: Yeah. The, um,
1: uh, I don't know the term, but there's a, a, fancy word. Yeah.
0: Irresistible grace. Yeah. yeah. This, I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I think Where, so. Um, but so in, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Ephesians 2 3, but Ephesians 2 3, it says that um, uh, grace or sorry, faith is a gift from God um, not something that we do of ourselves so that we can't boast. We have nothing to boast in but only right. in uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Com- that comes,
3: our faith comes yeah, from exactly. God. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
0: But faith is still, I mean you have uh, Jesus who tells us that we have to um, believe and repent. and right. So like, we do have to have faith but even that faith is a gift from God based on his grace and his grace alone. Right. So that's how I would answer that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I have some more Arminian friends who believe that, uh, while faith is a gift, it's not necessarily this, like, it's not necessarily in the same sense that I believe, um, that it's a gift from God. So yeah. I don't believe that I had anything to do with my ability to have faith in, in Christ. Um, some other people would say that, yeah, they chose to believe in Christ. Right. Um, and in a loose sense, I believe that I chose to believe in Christ, but the only reason that I could choose to believe in Christ is because... Because of Christ. ...God gave me the ability to choose Him through regeneration. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah. Um, so with the Catholic Church, they believe that you are an active participant in your salvation. It's not just the grace of God, but it's also through your own effort. And Mm -hmm. so kind of what we talked about before already with Sola Fide, but just kind of at a slightly different nuanced view of it as well. And going back to the apologetics thing. So a lot of the, a lot of the apologetics in the, uh, reformation had to do with, Uh, Excuse me, had to do with what's called polemics, which is basically doctrinal debates and things Mm -hmm. like that, which is important uh, because, I mean, you see all these important doctrinal differences and you had to um, defend the Protestant position, the uh, reformed position and all these different kinds of things. Um, But Martin Luther was also concerned with the Catholic Church being caught up in what is called Pelagianism. Uh, And so Pelagianism is basically works based salvation that mm-hmm. you can earn your own salvation and um so saint augustine he he fought a lot against this guy named pelagius which sounds like like dark Plagius. pelagius
2: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> when you said plagia- pla- what, what pelagianism pelagianism I, I, I thought my mind went to plagiarism
0: oh yeah <laughs> that's funny. plagiarism that's really funny um but uh so yeah pelagius was all about how you were you're born basically good and that you could keep working uh, for your own salvation, yeah. that you had the ability to gain it yourself through, through just Pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps, mm. doing good works, and then you'll eventually earn your own salvation. Mm. And must, Augustine can, went against yeah. that he, a lot. He
1: must have been the least self-aware person in the whole wide world. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He
0: was definitely condemned as a heretic. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm
1: just saying, cause for me, I'm like, oh, okay, it's obvious. I'm not good at heart. You yeah, know? Oh, dude. Well, also, yeah.
3: like, we both have little children.
1: Yeah. Man, yeah. you can
3: see that. Yeah. You don't have to teach him how to lie. You don't Hides. have to teach him how to
1: yeah. say Hides. things
3: like that. You have to teach him the other way. Yep, her two... Oh, yeah. Favorite words right She's now. She's talking a lot.
1: Are mine yeah. and, no. Yeah. and no. Oh, man. Mine Sunday. Yeah. On Sunday morning. It was so, like, was so funny. Always
3: Crack cracking up. I was like, mm, it's about to get real uh, yeah. fun. Yeah.
1: It, it's already begun, slowly yeah. but surely. Yeah. And, and like I
3: didn't, did you teach her to say mine and no? no. I'm sure didn't well, teach Avery to say mine. I say, Definitely not mine. I say,
1: I say no a lot, so right, right, she right. probably hears it. That's But, true. but, but yes, not
3: mine. Right, right. I like never, I don't remember really... Just mine, mine. Yeah. But she, no one does
1: that. She But it's yeah. It's just as natural. You thing. guys
0: make having kids sound so appealing. It's so fun. They're they're little blessings. They, they are. Yeah, for Well sure, it
1: like just shows. Full you, clipper, man. It just, <laughs>
3: full clipper. Yeah, full <laughs> clipper. It just shows you it's like, oh we're have we're gonna have to teach her to fight against herself mm-hmm. and yeah. what we're having. And we are yeah. no different. We have to do that yeah.
1: Yeah. constantly. am I'm, I'm like I feel like the biggest thing I'm learning is is having like more self-discipline yeah being able to tell yourself no because i'm having to teach her to do that yeah Mm -hmm.
3: same Um, we were actually talking about this the other night and i was like if i'm expecting or i'm trying to teach avery this should i do this to myself exactly
0: yeah yeah
2: Yeah. but anyway, yeah
0: sorry so no no worries but uh so anyway luther thought that the catholic church was falling into this uh, pelagian system of Works righteousness, right? Um, which, in my opinion, they they are and they have. Mm. Uh, and so, a lot of it also had to do with with fighting mm. against um, using apologetics, fighting against the uh, the Pelagian heresy all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, that's kind of what that had to do. Uh, the next one was Solus Christus, and that was basically in Christ alone. Christ is our only means of salvation, mm-hmm. and what the reformers thought was that. Um, the Catholic system of sacraments and all these different works based things—it just obscured the the person of Christ, mm-hmm. and it, and it became self-centered and all the things that I have to do in order to and uh, be belitt- like, and
3: be what like what Christ did, yeah, and
2: yeah. Made
0: well, even God. like so when it comes to their doctrine of the Mass of the resacrification of Jesus over and over oh, and yeah. over again, uh, every single Mass, it kind of. Takes away from yeah. the the once and only sacrifice of Christ on the cross. I mean, He right. Himself said that it's finished, like right. it's done, like we don't have to do this anymore. Um, and yet they do it. They think that, mm. that that's happening every single uh, Mass. Yeah. So so lastly, it was the the sola Deo Gloria for God's glory alone. Um, and and the the problem was. It wasn't necessarily that the Catholic Church didn't want God to be glorified. I mean, if you go to a Catholic mass, you see like how high the view of God that they, they mm-hmm. do have. Yeah. But what I, I think what some of the Reformers, especially Martin Luther, when he really started getting fired up, um, he, he believed that the Pope was just basically the Antichrist. Actually, mm-hmm. I think he wrote that, that, uh, that the Pope was the Antichrist. But he believed that he was stealing God's glory, that the mm-hmm. Catholic Church was stealing God's glory. Um, and, uh, and so they were completely against that. They were, they were completely for everything being about God and Mm -hmm. all of the things that we do isn't for ourselves, but it's Mm -hmm. for the glory of God. And so those are the main doctrinal points of, of the reformers. Okay. So So, sola scriptura, sola
1: fide, Mm -hmm. sola Mm gratia, sola Christus. So Solus Christus yeah. and Sola Deo Gloria. Yeah. Boom. I mean, there you go. Perfect. Yes. Nice. Nailed Good it. Job. I'm an official reformist now. Yeah, that's right, Reformer. buddy. I don't know. <laughs> Reformed iter. <laughs> yeah. It's the <laughs>
0: technical term. Okay. Yeah.
1: Or yes, I guess. Well, so
3: how, um, I just like really don't know much about um, Catholicism. How is a pope chosen?
0: Uh, a pope chosen, a pope is chosen, uh, i wanting to say, by basically a vote from the cardinals. So the cardinals will come together, they'll discuss it, they'll talk about it, um, and they'll So they are deciding
3: decide. who's chosen by God. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yes. So, Albert Pujols, several of the other St. Louis cardinals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs>
0: It just you say poo holes? Poo holes. Albert, Albert Poo holes. Oh, it's the a baseball sports guy. Man, I He's thought you were player. like saying, like, they just pulled it out of their poo holes. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like,
3: I was like, all right.
0: A little crass for, for our podcast. That's
3: because Michael no. doesn't know anything about sports. Oh, man. Michael knows more than I think he lets on. Yeah.
0: You can, I'll let you think that. <laughs>
1: you know who Albert Pujols is?
3: No. <laughs> no. I just know who the Cardinals are. It's a baseball team. Isn't,
1: well, glow- now you're making me second guess. Myself. I don't know I'm who that is. I Uwe.
3: was just like, okay. I no, 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 no,
1: no, <laughs> was for a dumb joke, guys. Whatever, <laughs>
3: <Come on. laughs> yeah. whatever you say, then.
0: That's hilarious. Yeah, Albert yeah, Pujols. Man.
3: So, next time, we're going to start from the New Testament.
0: Yeah, we're going to start from the New Testament. Kind of
1: going back in
3: time.
0: Yeah, going way okay. back in time.
2: Way and kind of seeing
0: the origins of of specifically Christian apologetics, cool. Um, and uh, and how the apostles kind of handled themselves when they were faced against. Uh, yeah, dissenters I'm excited about and whatnot. I am too. I feel like I'm I've like, learned a lot. Yeah. I told yeah. Michael
3: before. I was like, it's just gonna be bas- me asking you questions and listening because you're like our teacher. Uh, he's teaching. He's
2: like, I'm like, not like a very our, good teacher. He's like our pope. <laughs> No, and I am in a fancy chair. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, he's oh,
0: in a God. better chair. No, he's I in hope a that, better
3: chair than us. I
0: hope that people what? listening. Um, yeah, that's right. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Uh, like, the big chair. He has a.
3: Sw- we don't. Ours doesn't even move. It doesn't swivel or Mm-mm. anything.
0: Oh man, I would go crazy if I was He's sitting in one of those chairs. Swiveling the whole time. Well, actually, so it's good that I have this swivel chair, and you guys don't because, so like, I think I, I drink way too much water before these podcasts and during uh, yeah. these podcasts, and if I swivel, it makes me have to pee less.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Glad you have that chair then.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it too. I think it'll be really good. Um, yeah. for those of you listening, I had definitely a point by point way I wanted to go through this, and I did not do that. So what? if it was really confusing to the listeners, well, I that's also
3: because we probably asked,
2: we no, you guys were great. So you guys, I thought, were awesome.
3: I think
1: it's important to know. I thought we know,
3: got through the main.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's important to know church history yeah. mm-hmm. and, you know, not just the Reformation, but mm-hmm. yeah. kind of where. Every, how everything is developed and yeah you know um and so i'm excited to become well and i
3: don't want to be like sure. i mean i feel like there's a lot of people um and like you said even people who may say they're catholics and they don't really know what all the church stands for or mm-hmm. says and i don't want to be that person i right. want to know right so sure. that's yeah. what we're that's what this podcast is yeah for, so yeah can and it and makes know. me
1: think well okay i go to a baptist church like what yeah. officially are the Baptist doctrines that I need to right. know, you know, Yeah, like it, yeah, yeah it definitely. You, yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. And then I think it would be good to have a, a whole podcast on like mm-hmm. getting a little bit more in depth on Catholicism and stuff too. Um, and like kind of dissecting even, uh, like the council of Trent, um, and Vatican one and two, because those mm-hmm. are their, their main, uh, statements of doctrine that, mm-hmm. that is binding. That mm. Is absolutely binding, and so um, it's important to know what those things say um, because that's that's like the official position of the Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, and when you're,
3: if you're talking to someone that way, you kind of know. Yeah. You already know some of these. Things. Yeah. yeah. And and, and from, some of
0: the questions that you ask your Catholic friends mm-hmm. can can come from that. Be like, hey, this is what the Roman Catholic position is. Do you believe this? Right. Um, and if you don't, a lot of times it says that. Um, so if you don't believe in such and such. Dogma or such and such. Um, so I'm just using dogma and like the
1: general term, the
0: general term of like this is doctrine. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't believe in this particular doctrine, then you are anathema. You are damned. They believe that if you don't believe this, then you're going to you're going to hell.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and uh, and that's that's an important thing to know. Yeah, well, we'll we'll have a podcast at some point about Catholicism, maybe. But next week we'll talk about the other things. And so, real fast, this is going to be a really long podcast, and I'm sorry, but I wanted to do a Patreon uh, question because we hadn't done one in a while. Yeah, and uh, and it kind of fit in perfectly with oh, this particular yeah. topic. And the question was, is why don't Protestants use the apocrypha? And there's actually like there's a there's a bunch of different reasons behind it. And so I'm going to answer well, pretty briefly. And uh, when we have the podcast on the Apocrypha, or sorry, on the Catholic Church, we can go a little bit more in depth about it, I guess. But so the main reasons why we don't use the Apocrypha is one, the Apocrypha wasn't actually canonized until the Council of Trent. Um, And that's a pretty big deal because a lot of the things that the Roman Catholic uh, Church teaches, um, so for instance, the teaching on... Um, oh gosh, not limbo, but Purgatory? Purgatory, yeah. Purgatory uh, comes from the Apocrypha. Yeah. And so in order to back certain things up that the the reformers were going against and saying wasn't scriptural, they decided to, well, we should probably make the Apocrypha part of the official scriptural canon. Yeah. Um, okay. And so that's one reason why we don't believe in it, because it wasn't canonized until the Council of Trent, and it was kind of sketchy why they chose to canonize it. Which- uh,
3: and where did what did it come from?
0: Um, so it was part of the Septuagint, which was like the some of the Greek translations of the Old Testament that um, that the uh, gosh the apostles and stuff would use uh, every now and then that they would quote from and all that kind of stuff. But the problem was is that there are no copies of any of the apocryphal writings in the earliest copies of the. Of the, Septu- of the Septuagint. Um, and the Apocrypha didn't really come into being until probably around, like, I think the 4th century B.C. <clears throat> so quite a long time after uh, okay. uh, afterwards. And so that's another reason why we don't necessarily believe the Apocrypha was divine. Mm-hmm. Uh, another reason is that um, no... New Testament uh, apostle ever quoted from it, mm-hmm. ever, and they quoted from the Septuagint, but they never quoted from any of the apocryphal books, and so that's another reason why we don't,
2: mm. you know, hold right. to the
0: apocrypha. Um, many of the church fathers denied the inspiration of the apocrypha as well, so a lot of the early early Christian um, important theologians didn't believe that it was uh, inspired. Uh, early Jews also denied the apocrypha; they didn't believe that it was. Uh, the inspired word of God, and then lastly, one of the most important is that it taught doctrine not found anywhere else in Scripture. Mm. Uh, so again, kind of like kind of pointing... Scripture
3: interprets Scripture.
2: So exactly. if it does yeah. If it,
0: yeah, it's kind of weird that you would find uh, certain things in the Apocrypha, but nowhere, nowhere else, else, else in Scripture. Mm. Uh, so the same thing, when, you know, when it comes to purgatory, like it's just not found anywhere else in Scripture. So um, those are the Primary reasons why we as Protestants don't believe in the Apocrypha as divine uh, scripture or have any sort of authority over the church whatsoever. Why
3: did they? Why did they want to adopt that?
0: Because I think, honestly, I think it comes back to the Council of Trent. I think it just kind of it was a reaffirmation of some of the things that they wanted to be true, and they just decided, Maybe so. yeah, Maybe and. So. And for them, it's enough if the bishops agreed on it, or if it's enough if the Pope agreed on it. Yeah. Um, because the Pope and uh, the magisterium, the collected teaching of the bishops, is authoritative, is 100% authoritative. And so they can't question it. And so yeah. nobody until the reformers really, you know, said anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's really interesting. I'd, uh, I, uh, I, it'd be interesting to, to speak with someone who's Catholic, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, get, for and sure. get their opinion on, you know, what they think about some of these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, we've been very jokey and stuff about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I've meant no, I mean, I'm, we mean no disrespect, but right, yeah. it's just something that I know from, I guess from pro, from a Protestant side, mm-hmm. there are things that I guess we've grown, teachings that we've grown up hearing where, you know, when we mm-hmm. look at like Catholicism and stuff, we're like, Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. that's just so different, you know? For sure. Um, yeah. And so, uh, and not, what seems to be in scripture Um, and so it's just very interesting yeah well close
0: to every Irish person that I talked to who was who's Catholic when Cale and I were living in Ireland Uh, like they didn't know like they they didn't know know about Uh, all of these different things interesting Um, and not only that but they like, they never heard of, of salvation being a free gift. So, like, just so the main like, things that they know is that they just, they need to do this list of stuff and they just yeah. try the best they can, but they don't know the details about, um, yeah. you know, like what's, you know, what happens if you don't go to mass, you know, yeah. like that's a, that's considered a moral sin. And, and if so, if you everyone, don't repent from it, if you don't do all these things, yeah. you're going to hell. And so,
1: everyone does that. And and says that they're Catholic just right. because it's like a cultural thing. Like, why in, even? Yeah, do it? in Ireland for sure. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a cultural it's just like thing. What, to be it's Irish just is to be do. Catholic. Yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Exactly.
0: But the majority of people, at least the majority of people that I talked to, mm-hmm. they didn't know the main tenets of of Catholicism. Yeah.
1: I, I would say there's probably a lot of Protestant people, especially in the mm-hmm. South, who for sure who are in that exact same boat. Right. Who oh, absolutely. Don't, you know, don't know really any doctrine other than what they hear their pastor say on Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cultural Christianity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's an issue either way.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is a good place to wrap it up. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, If you want to become a supporter of the Truth for Doubt ministry, uh, want to help us do our podcast, but do it better and all that kind of good stuff. Um check out patreon.com slash T four D. That's Patreon.com slash T, the number four D. Uh just smiling at me, it made me laugh. But uh you, you can did, also what?
1: you do this exactly the same every time. I don't I know. know how you well, remember it. It's good. Well I, I, like I had it.
0: to do it I had to do it a lot for like doing the intros and stuff for like the uh conversation series, yeah. the the all that kind of stuff. So anyway. Uh, or you can also go to truthfordoubt.com slash give. And, uh, I've kind of done a little bit of an overhaul on the website. Um, giving a little bit of a facelift. I'm still working on it. We're adding a whole new, like, church planting section. I'm adding an online store to it. We're working on shirt designs. We're getting there. I'm pulling my hair out. It's driving me crazy. Uh, and so. Um, Be looking forward to that. But, again, thank you guys so much for listening. The best thing you can do for us is tell a friend about our podcast if you enjoy it. Uh If you don't, just don't say anything. So, all right. <laughs> we will see you guys later. Good night. Katie. And Good son. night. There we go.
2: <laughs>